I've got an idea. What about Oliver Postgate? Seemingly you're a fan. Could you do a kind of an Oliver Postgate episode on uh, Keep Off the Borderlands? Man, I'm sure you could wangle in some sort of RPG theme into that and, you know, maybe some tenuous link with nostalgia. I don't know, but listen, I hope you're well, man. Take care. Catch you later. Yeah, so you want an Oliver Postgate episode, eh? God, first it was Rupert, then it was a banana splits. Now it looks like I'm going to be doing a bagpuss special. <laughs> so, Colin, Spike Pit Green there. Well, you asked for it, Colin. I don't know that I'm going to be able to tie this into RPGs in any real meaningful way. So this is probably just going to be a bit of a nostalgia trip. Begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And they departed about time to about not playing the ND. It was free for all and I heard him say, he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick, cause you're incapable M's. Hello, and welcome to Keep Off the Borderlands. Thank you, TJ Drennan, for that wonderful introduction. I'm Spencer, aka Three For All, and let's get on with it, shall we? Once upon a time, not so long ago, there lived a man called Oliver Postgate. And he had a particular talent. So, uh, yeah, Oliver Postgate uh, is something of a hero of mine. Animator, puppeteer, a writer, um, who produced probably some of the most enduring children's television uh, while I was growing up. I mean, these were really timeless classics. Probably most famous for The Clangers, a family of small pink animals that lived on a moon-like planet. Ivor the Engine, a uh, Welsh steam train. And Bagpos, a stuffed cat that lived in a toy repair shop I suppose it would be called it was inhabited by toys the beginning of each episode a young girl called Emily would bring a broken toy into the shop and leave it there then she'd say some magical words and Backpuss would come to life so um, Oliver Postgate was a fascinating man he produced all these shows himself in his shed he basically made everything himself along 
with the help of an artist, uh, Peter Fermin, who produced all the characters and, and art that he used. Um, but Oliver himself constructed all his equipment himself. He converted a regular film camera so it was able to create stop-motion footage and all these sort of contraptions that would aid him in producing these films. Almost as fantastical as the worlds he was creating. And he'd do things like record the soundtracks to the animation and then convert those, like transcribe those soundtracks and mark them up with numbers of the sprocket holes so he could animate the film precisely to the soundtrack, um, which is um, strikes me as an incredible, laborious way to do it. And uh, yeah, one of the characters that most interests me now is probably the one that I have the vaguest memories of, which was Noggin the Nog. Um, it was the sagas of Noggin, and he was essentially a Viking, and um, it was the tales of his adventures. And all the uh, the character designs were based on a quite a famous uh, chess set, which you may have seen images of. Uh, it's the Isle of Lewis chess pieces. A very striking design that you probably... You've probably seen images of, and you would certainly recognise the similarity to the characters in the animation. Some of you may have noticed that my avatar on MeWe is actually a character called Romph, who's basically an angry Scottish dwarf who features in Noggin the Nog. Yeah, a bit about the clangers. The clangers were voiced using penny whistles. So they were kind of like... Um, but but Oliver actually wrote out full scripts, giving them all lines, uh, some of which would involve some mild swear words. And the clangers always featured music quite heavily. You know, clangers often started off with an image of the earth seen from space and usually some rather critical words about the people who lived there and then it would pan across to the what's essentially the moon of the clangers who lived a simple life alongside the noodle chicken and the soup dragon let's not forget the uh, froglets he was quite a political guy in the sense he was a, a socialist and a conscientious objector and some of that does come through in his work. Um, a lot of his stuff, particularly Bagpuss, had a very sort of melancholic tone to it and uh, I believe uh, Dylan Thomas was uh, something of a touchstone for him. When... Oliver Postgate was growing up, apparently, where well, his dad was um, um, something of a political activist. I don't think he was a politician. Raymond William Postgate was an author, journalist, editor, social historian, mystery novelist and gourmet who founded The Good Food Guide. His friends included... H.G. Wells 
and Bertrand Russell. And you could, <laughs> and in fact, Bertrand Russell was direct inspiration for one of the characters in Bagpuss called Professor Yaffle, who was basically a know-it-all that uh, that poo-pooed anybody's fanciful ideas. Now, along with Professor Yaffle and Bagpuss, there were the mice on the mouse organ who were the ones responsible for repairing these broken toys. And you had Madeleine, who was a doll, who would sing folk stories and she'd be accompanied by Gabriel the Toad, who played a banjo. And uh, these were actually voiced by some accomplished uh, folk singers who uh, whose names escape me right now, but I will attempt to drop them in at some point. Those folk musicians were Sandra Kerr and John Faulkner. Bagpuss featured a lot of British and Irish folk music. Um, Oliver wrote all the stories himself, but they were based on traditional folk tales from various parts of the world. Now, I don't know, there's not much of a link to RPGs beyond the creation and exploration of fantasy worlds, which is why most of us are here, I think. Actually, there's, I think, a couple of dragons in Nog in the Nog, and there's the soup dragon from the Clangers. Oh, and I almost forgot. Either the engine had dragons in it. There's an RPG connection for you. Just want to finish by reading the blurb off the back of his book, Seeing Things, his autobiography. I have never felt that the 12 or so worlds which Peter Fermin and I put together are in fact creations. We may have altered the scenery a bit and looked at it from a slightly different angle perhaps and the worlds have certainly taken on a life of their own. Even so, they are all really versions of this one with troubles and delights that we can recognise. If they weren't, they wouldn't be interesting. I'm always delighted when people tell me how much they enjoy the films. But I am not being modest when I say that I did not create that joy. The ingredients are everywhere. I was just the cook. Oliver Postgate 1925 to 2008 so it just leaves me to thank you for listening, to thank Colin for his request. Uh, I do have a few more messages to respond to, and I'll be doing that in an episode coming very soon to a podcast player near you. If you want to leave me a message, click the link in the description, or contact me at spencer.freethrall.gmail.com. And remember... When things get dicey, just roll with it.